Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Allie Seaskull. <laughs> I am Mel Wichastetten. That's a good, good one. What about you, Maria? Maria? And is there one for me? Is there one for me? Nope. You have to make it up on the spot. Scaria? Scaria Blaspooky. There you go. Yes. There you go. That's the perfect. producer. 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 Uh, Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merch discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will read it on our mailbag episodes. And also, please call our hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. Aerials. Uh, and we will play your voicemails on our mailbag episodes as well. Melissa, who are our patrons? We've got Grace, Amanda, Jay, Boots, Maria D, Damon, Keegan, mm. Gigi, and Shay. Welcome. I bet Maria D is Maria's demon. Sounds like it. Glad that she finally decided to join. Yeah. So we have another Spooktober episode today. And this is, we've been interested in this case for a while because... 
we're both fascinated or we're all fascinated by cannibalism <laughs> especially maria she especially won't stop maria talking it. about it <laughs> yummy <laughs> And this case is so, we're going to discuss two, but our first case is so disgusting. Um, So make sure that you're not eating while you're listening to this. Uh, Make sure you're not eating human flesh, especially. Yeah, (laughs) because we we get into some gross stuff. Um, Melissa, what is our episode today? Today we're talking about Issy Sagawa. Is it Issy? Is that how you pronounce his name? Issy Sagawa, a.k.a. The Kobe Cannibal. He's a Japanese murderer, cannibal, and necrophile. That means he fucks dead people. That means he fucks dead people. He murdered his friend and ate her remains, but he's not in jail. And Mm. he's also profited from his crimes by writing about them, being guests on TV shows, making art, and even doing porn. So how does his fascination with cannibalism start? And he's still alive, so what's he up to now? Yeah, some fucked up shit. Some fucked up shit. Also, we're going to discuss the Cannibal Cop. Yeah, from the HBO documentary uh, Cannibal Cop Thought Crimes, who was a cop who was uh, interested in cannibalism. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's get get into it. On June 11, 1981, Issei Sagawa committed one of the most notorious individual crimes of the last 20 years. It was an arrest that stunned the nation. A New York City police officer taken into custody after sharing disgusting fantasies about murdering his wife and then cannibalizing her. Okay, so Issei's childhood. He was born on April 26th, 1949 in Kobe, Japan. Two pretty wealthy parents. Uh, But he was born premature and he developed enteritis, which is like an intestinal disease, but he ultimately recovered from it. Hmm. And he was only four foot nine. And he says his small stature, as well as being born prematurely, actually fueled his obsession with cannibalism. And so he began fantasizing about human flesh when he was a child. He had a dream that he and his brother were being boiled in a pot to be eaten. And after that, he would fantasize about eating human meat. And in first grade, he saw the thigh of a schoolmate and said, quote, I saw the quivering meat of a male classmate's thigh. And I suddenly thought, mmm, that looks delicious. He also fantasized about having sex with his dog. He did. No, he didn't just fantasize about it. He did. (gasps) He did. It gets worse. I know. So for him, sex was taboo as a kid. And his first erection, he thought he was sick and he was super embarrassed. And he didn't know how to masturbate. So he did weird things like making his dog lick him. Yeah. And this was the beginning of his sexual For me, that's almost like worse than the cannibalism. Like, leave your dog alone. Yeah. Leave your dogs alone. Um, And he dreamt of tasting the flesh of women who he would see on the street. Mostly Western women. Yeah, he had a thing for blondes. Yeah, he did. Blonde Westerners, yeah. Well, sorry. I thought you meant like Western women. I thought you meant like... Like Like cowboys? Like facing West? No, like cowgirls. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I like how we all took that in a different different way. Like, I thought they were just facing the Western direction. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I thought they were like girls in fringe with cowboy hats on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wearing teal honestly, and barbecue. A, a woman that was dressed like a cowboy would probably taste better because. Oh, for sure. Well, because like they're around more. I feel like they just taste stuff. like barbecue naturally. Yes, oh, exactly. Bar- they're on all that smoked uh, meat. Yeah, they just be <laughs> pre smoked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys Something ever wish you had just like a piece of leather to chew on? Well, I love beef jerky. Whenever I go on road trips, I get beef jerky. Oh, I just love non. It's the best. <laughs> I know, but sometimes... Okay, like- no, but Maria wants to chew on leather. No, but what I'm saying is, it's like, there's like some dog toys, you know, like those rubbery dog toys that I oh, wish I yeah. could just, like, I wish they made those for humans and you could just sit and gnaw on them. I know. Do you know what I... You, most I know, of I know what you about. mean. I know what you mean. Like chewing I don't on have. Plastic. I don't have that urge. Okay. You know uh, that's a disorder where you want to chew. You want to chew on like glass and like eat I dirt and rocks. Glass. I didn't say glass. I said a nice rubbery <laughs> dog toy. <laughs> Maria, you're gonna get. I'm so glad we don't have a PO box because you're gonna get some weird fetishy shit. If no, we it's just about gnawing. It's like beef jerky. I, like let's I get it. I know what you mean. I, now I'm envisioning you and Craig do weird sex shit. Can we keep going? Maria has a pacifier. <laughs> She's yeah. a little baby. Are, are just, you an adult baby? I want a block of leather that I can just chew on non as I watch TV. <laughs> okay. well, maybe we can make that happen. We'll add it to the web crawler store. A block okay. of leather. Maria's block, block of leather. leather. Maria's block of TV leather. <laughs> Whatever. You guys don't get it. I, I get it. I told you well, I get it. Gets it. You'll get it one day, Allie. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'll, I'll wait for that moment. I'll report back. <laughs> anyway, back to the to Issy Sagawa. Back to cannibalism. <laughs> so he never acted on his urges until college. And when he was 24, he spotted a tall blonde woman in Tokyo. And he said, quote, when I saw this woman, I wondered if I could eat her. Yes. Cool. And then he followed her home. Then he climbed into her apartment and went into her bedroom and she was sleeping and he was looking around for something he could use to cut off a piece of her flesh. But then she woke up and noticed and screamed and he ran out. Thank God. Yeah. And he was actually arrested and charged with attempted rape. But it's unclear if he ever served jail time for this. There's really it's there's no record of it. And also like in the Vice documentary, he's like, yeah, I got I got charged with attempted rape. But then they don't really talk about any time served or anything. It's really bizarre. And then he said uh, in reference to his childhood, He said, maybe it's because I come from another planet or another dimension and I accidentally fell to Earth like a meteorite disguised as a baby crying in the street. I must have come from a place of cannibals. Yeah, or or you're just like a sick fuck weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. So he started seeing a psychiatrist to confess his desires and the psychiatrist thought he was a danger to society and categorized him as highly dangerous. But Sagawa's father, who was a wealthy man, constructed a cover-up and sent Sagawa to a school overseas. Yeah. And this is when things become really problematic. In 1981, he was studying at the Sorbonne in Paris. He would bring sex 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 workers home almost every night, and he wanted to shoot them, but he said... My fingers would freeze up every time I tried to pull the trigger. That's so weird. He eventually spotted another tall blonde woman that he became obsessed with. 
She was a 25-year-old Dutch student named Renee. She was beautiful and spoke three languages and was getting her PhD in French literature. Sagawa devised a plan to get closer to her. Since his dad was wealthy, he asked him for money to hire Renee as his private tutor. Over time, they became friends. Uh, Sagawa would take her to art exhibits and invite her over for dinner. After she left his place one night, he smelled and licked the chair she sat in. Ew. Yeah. That was when he decided he wanted to eat her so he could possess her forever. Yeah. I guess Jeffrey Dahmer said that about cannibalism, yeah. too, that it's like a possession thing. Yeah. Um, one night, uh, Sagawa invited Renee over again and gave her a German poem to read under the false pretense that he wanted to record her reading in fluent German for school. He made tea for them, but put whiskey in hers. He made romantic advances at her, but she told him she just wanted to stay friends because she wasn't into him like that, probably because he's a four foot nine cannibal. <laughs> he then took out a gun and shot her in the back of the neck. He actually fainted after shooting her. And when he woke up, he thought about calling an ambulance, but obviously didn't. Um, And also he's quoted as saying, maybe if we'd had dinner once more, I wouldn't have eaten her. So like if they had kept dating, he wouldn't have eaten eaten her. Like, what does that even mean? He decided he wanted to eat her, obviously. And it's so weird. I posted something about this on our Instagram. He wanted to eat her ass first. And he says this multiple times yeah. in his cannibalism rituals that he likes to start with the ass because he thinks it looks delicious. But he likes to start with the right cheek as opposed to the left because it's farther from the heart. Um, And produces less blood when you cut into it because he's allegedly afraid of blood. What? Which is weird for a murderer cannibal to be afraid of blood. What's he think is going to do to him? I don't know. I guess it just makes him squeamish. But I mean, (laughs) that's what makes this whole event would make me squeamish. That's like if you were writing a cannibal character and like his like the flaw. It's like it's like you're supposed to. Yeah, I'm a cannibal, but I don't like blood. Like, this doesn't make it, any it, sense. No. Nothing about this makes sense, especially you gnawing on leather no, while you watch all TV. all of this, this makes whole, perfect sense. All of it. This whole episode is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> he also didn't realize that there would be fat. He thought, like, he would just cut into a body and it would just be, like, meat and muscle. So, like... He, I like this is what's so gross. So he just realizes that like he needs more than a knife. Um. Anyways, Melissa, he sounds take like it from an there. idiot. Like this is a kid. This really is like dumb. the most like, read a idiotic. Book. Yeah, read seriously, an yeah. book, dude. How did he get into the Sorbonne if he was? Anyway, he's a rich daddy. Oh yeah, rich daddy. Uh. So then he decided to eat Renee after killing her, and he Oof. got a knife and he cut off the tip of her left breast and the tip of her nose and ate them. He said it melted. The in nose my- does not sound like a no, good. Like that's okay. That's I, all cartilage. No, but I, I think I, I could make. Oh a- no! Well, that would that would be like your leather block. Maria's gonna make a case for it. It feels like your block of leather to chew on. I bet you know. Okay, no. Okay, I feel like because it's all cartilage or whatever, and because I feel like if you cut off slivers of the nose, and maybe you, and this is gonna be gross. I know, but it's the episode. But and then if you fried it up, I bet it would taste like really crispy. And nice oh. like a pork rind 
Yeah, I'm sure you could fry it up like really nice like that. It would look like calamari. Oh, calamari. This is like, this is one of like your, your, your pressure cooker episodes where like you're just doing cannibalism <laughs> pressure cooker meals. No, I would never pressure cook human flesh. Yeah, that's, Ever. you got to see I'd only deep local. fry it. Yes, Honest to God, I could only eat human flesh if I deep fried it. That makes sense. Or yeah, pan fry. I'm on board for that. I could pan fry human flesh. Okay. Easy. So anyway. There's a quote right there. I could pan fry <laughs> human flesh. Easy. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> no, it wouldn't smell good because when you burn yourself, it smells horrible. So like there's no way human flesh smells good being cooked. Well, skin no, smells bad. I wonder if the... Anyway. The meat? Well, okay. maybe... <laughs> This is the grossest episode I've ever heard. So uh, Sagawa said it melted in my mouth like raw tuna in a sushi restaurant. Ew. Ew. That's definitely not true. I don't believe that. I don't know. Have There's you ever no had way. Kobe beef, like raw Kobe <laughs> beef in a sushi restaurant? It is delicious and it melts in your mouth. <laughs> so gross. Uh, you want to hear something funny? It's kind of off topic. But yes. there was this yeah. one uh, time a long time ago where Amanda Lund and I were brought in because they were doing a new punked. They were like doing punked 2.0. Oh, wow. And so they needed like writers to come on and like think of episode ideas. But we didn't get hired. We had to come in and just like give some ideas to see if they oh, wanted no. to hire us. And neither of us got hired. But um, a couple were pretty funny. And one of mine was it was for Katy Perry specifically. Uh oh. <laughs> And it was, it was, she goes to a restaurant, it's like this really fancy restaurant with her friends, and they eat this wonderful meal, it's like the most delicious food, and then the chef comes out, and the chef is oh, like, no. Katie, um, we'd love to, or oh, someone that works at the restaurant, the chef would love to meet you, he'd like you to come back and just see the kitchen, and so they she would be brought back into the kitchen, and then there would be in the kitchen all these kittens in cages. <laughs> oh my, that is sick. <laughs> and they'd like run her past it they'd be like oh no no don't, don't worry about it but like she'd catch a glimpse of the kitchen and it would just be like that she had just <laughs> that is they were serving kitten no wonder you didn't get hired i thought it was really funny Jesus i thought that would have just <laughs> i think that's so funny oh well, they my told, god they told justin timberlake they sold his house why can't they show Katy Perry? She just ate a kitten. I think that's amazing. And I, can't I think that's so good. I remember it was me or Amanda's idea, but it was that there, someone unveiled. <laughs> like someone went to a wax museum because they they were unveiling their wax statue, and when they unveiled it, it was just this horrific mess. <laughs> of a, really it was funny. like a melting wax statue. That's it was just really funny. Um, that's too realistic, though. I feel like that happens all I the know. time. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't get hired, and um, what can I well, say? Well, they'll rue the day. <laughs> Show didn't get picked up, probably, so there we no, go. No, I think they did a very successful season. Oh, well, wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where was I? He it melted in my mouth like raw tuna in a sushi restaurant. <laughs> where was I? <laughs> he tried to eat different parts of her body by biting into it, but it was too tough. Ew. So he got an electric cutting knife and chopped her up. Uh, he fried some of it and ate it with mustard. 
No, that's a bad condiment Mustard. for human meat. You would think like oregano or like oregano, yeah. Melissa. Rosemary. Salt. Rosemary is better. I do you ever wonder what it could taste like, like for real though? Maria, this I is don't. Like, I'm actually scared of you this episode. I don't have <laughs> I've never it has never crossed my mind what human I've flesh never, is tasted like. No, I'm not I never crosses my mind either, but you do think to yourself, like, I wonder what it does taste like. I would never try it, but I wonder what it does <sighs> it taste like. It probably tastes like chicken. That's what they always say everything tastes like. Well chicken. they say it tastes more gamey. It would taste more like a venison or something. Like a like mm-hmm. duck? Yeah, like a duck or a bu- like a buffalo or like a, a lamb. Mm. venison's more like uh, yeah i could see venison earthy Earthy taste anyway and then he had sex with the body (laughs) and then he's and then he uh do you want to weigh in on that maria does that sound normal to you (laughs) none of this sounds normal to me none of it sounds normal now you're putting me in this category because i said i wanted a dog toy to chew on while i watched television and then i asked the hypothetical question what might human flesh taste like and all of a sudden that's the gateway it starts with a dog toy, <laughs> and then and then, it, and then he uh, he slept with the body in his bed. Ew! The next day he chopped off her lips. Then he Ooh. chopped the rest of her body into pieces so he could get rid of it. And he actually mm. kept a few strips to save for later. He says that when he held her decapitated head, that's when he realized I am a cannibal. That's, That's when you realized. <laughs> oh, <That oops>. was <laughs> it? Uh, his plan was to dispose of her in a lake, and he put the leftover pieces of Renee's body into a suitcase, and he hailed a cab. And the oh driver helped him put the suitcase in the car and asked, what, do you got a body in here? <laughs> That's stupid. And when he got to the park, people began to stare at Sagawa struggling with his heavy, bloody suitcase, and he got no. spooked, and he decided just to leave the suitcase on the ground. And then some this random people saw the, the suitcase and opened it, and the police were called, and they eventually tracked him down. And that's like, I've heard different accounts of that happening, what he did with the body, but that's the most well, common there's one. On another, there's another account of him like being in an airport or something, no? With oh. like a body in his bag? There's a couple different stories of what really happened. So it's like... I heard another story. Because also he's now, we'll speak to this later, but he's now profiting off the story of him being a cannibal. So right. I think a lot of this now is him retelling kind of like lore yeah. of, of what he did. But I heard another story, I think, about... He was traveling. He had killed someone while traveling and then put the body in a bag. And then mm. while going through TSA, like, <laughs> and this obviously just doesn't seem like it would be true. They opened the bag and they were like, whose dead body is this? And then he was like, not mine. And then <laughs> left. Um, but that sounds pretty improbable. Yeah, who knows? Um, so then the French police arrived at Sagawa's apartment two days later with a search warrant. And they found pieces of Renee in the freezer And he didn't even attempt to deny what he had done. He said to the police, I killed her to eat her flesh. And they arrested him. And then when Sagawa went to trial, the details that he began to relay about his crime were so descriptive and indecent that the judge decided he wasn't competent to stay on trial. And so as a result, he was sent to Paul Girard Asylum. The Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> so anyway, three psychiatrists who evaluated him said he'd never be cured. And once again, 
Uh, his wealthy father, Akira Sagawa, enabled his son's actions. So Akira worked out a deal with French authorities to have Sagawa transferred to a psychiatric hospital in Japan. Mm. And so the superintendent of that hospital thought Issy should be in prison, but his dad had some leverage. So after only 15 months, Sagawa was released. The fuck, dude? And so it was reported that the French court didn't want to pay for him to be in the psychiatric hospital because he wasn't their citizen. So that's why they sent him back to Japan. And so Japanese authorities were unable to press any charges without the criminal paperwork from his crime's country of origin. So they didn't get any of the paperwork from France. So he was set free uh, in August of 1985, only five years after he murdered Rene. My God. And so he said his only regret in committing this crime is, quote, what I truly wished was to eat her living flesh. Nobody believes Ugh. me, but my ultimate intention was to eat her, not necessarily to kill her. Imagine being eaten alive like that. What? Yeah, that's what? crazy. No. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So then he he has kind of risen to fame and notoriety. Like there's a few, there's a documentary called Caniba on him. There's a Vice documentary on him. Um, he not only walks the streets free today, but he makes money off of recounting his crimes Crazy. and talking about his cannibalistic condition. Uh, he was hired to write columns for magazines. He wrote several novels. He has appeared on TV talk shows and even a cooking show <laughs> where he cooked and ate different meat dishes. Wait, why no. is he walking around free? Because he served, I think, 15 months in prison in France. And then his dad 
somehow had leverage over something. They sent him back to Japan. They didn't have the paperwork, and so they couldn't convict him. It was all these like weird loopholes and like paperwork confusion. And France was like, "We don't want to deal with this guy. Send him back to Japan." And it's all just like Jesus, crazy. Um, so he was paid twenty thousand dollars to write an article. Um, about his crimes oh. uh, to some weird magazine in Japan. And then this led to book deals mm-hmm. and um, and his initial book about his crimes has really graphic images about uh, from his killing. Yeah. Um, and then a publisher who makes Lolita Manga, which appears to be, and I'm sure our listeners will know better, oh, yeah. is kind of like erotica anime, yes. it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Makes comics about his cannibalism. And those are really popular. And um, he also paints portraits of women that he sells. So he's an artist. Oh, yeah. Is it nude photos, I think? No, I think he paints he paints faces. Like he oh. he paints beautiful faces of women that he finds to be beautiful. Crazy. Um it's so weird. Uh he also does porn cuz why not? Yeah. Um he was hired to do porn. Um they he hired and they show it in this documentary um that he hires a woman to have spend 24 hours with him. Right. Um and she has to have sex with him three times. And then he tells her at the end of the 24 hours that he's a cannibal. And he makes her uh, look at all the pictures of yeah, the... they didn't tell her. Of Renee. Yeah, they don't tell her. And you can see after the 24 hours, he sits her down and he's like, oh, I'm actually a cannibal. Like, I've killed someone. I've been to jail. Here are the pictures of her dismembered body. Yeah, he took and she's, pictures of Renee. Yeah. And this poor sex worker is so scared. Yeah. And so frightened and just like, oh, my God, I've just spent 24 hours and had sex three times with a fucking cannibal. Mm -hmm. And she's like, is this true? Like, I'm in total disbelief. And then she leaves and then it shows a clip of of her like crying in the car, just being like, I'm very overwhelmed. So he did did a lot of weird, depraved shit. There's also a video where he reenacts uh, Little Red Riding Hood with a girl and he plays the wolf. Um, which is also weird. Um, he was even granted a passport so he could go uh, travel. He could go to Germany. Yeah. Um, and then in this Vice documentary, he's still interested in women. Um, he loves women. Like we talked about in college that he would uh, pay for sex workers routinely. Yeah. Um, so now what he does or not now, but, you know, after he he got he's out of jail. 71 now, I think. Yeah. And then there, that's a whole other ballgame. What's going on with him now? But he would he would meet women like Western women and then pay uh, to travel with them around the world so he met these two women this woman Rhonda and her friend Talia who were two blonde models and he would front he would pay to go on vacations with them so we took them to like Thailand and like France and all over the world and they would travel together and like do drugs and he said that this girl Rhonda and Talia that they never had sex with him that it was never a romantic thing he never obviously killed them or ate them or anything like that but he started um using his family money to like oh. to basically like be kind of like a sugar daddy for for women and like spend time with them and he would take <sighs> weird pictures of them like naked pictures and stuff like that who would kind of like it's in wild exchange. that like these women would trust 
be like, yeah, let's go fucking Thailand with this cannibal guy. Free vacation. And it's unclear. <laughs> yeah, it's it, and it seems like these girls did not know that he was a cannibal. Oh. Although, if I was traveling with someone, I would probably research give who. It a goog. Give it a goog. Yeah, I would give him a Google. Um. So that's yeah, wild. that's like he. Yeah, that's his new like. Or maybe they thought it was cool. I don't know. Like. Because he, he has a weird amount he, of fame now. That girl was the old, Renee was the only person he ate. Well, as far as we know. Yeah. The other stuff was just weird fantasizing yeah, and him openly weird. being like, I love, uh, I love and want to do this. Yeah. So he said that he still dreams of consuming humans. And he <sighs> did an interview with Vice that you can find on YouTube. And he said, just today, I saw a girl with a really nice derriere on my way to the train station. <sighs> When I see things like that, I think about wanting to eat someone again before I die. So yes, I do still harbor these desires, and I specifically want to eat a Japanese woman this time. Switching it up. Switching it up. Uh, He describes his plans on how he would consume human flesh again. He says, I think either sukiyaki or shabu shabu, which is lightly boiled thin slices, is the best way to go. I love shabu shabu. Maria, what do you think of that? Oh, I okay, love you shabu like it. Shabu. Good. I was going to no, ask. I'm not Maria saying, approved. No, I'm saying I love shabu shabu. <laughs> I do too. It's good. If you had it, Allie, you'd like it if you haven't had it. I haven't had it. Well, I think once this quarantine is over, we should all go get shabu shabu because it's a fun, um, it's fun group experience. It is human or animal, animal or vegetable. Okay, well, yeah, cool. Vegetable. Uh, so we said that's the best way to go in order to really savor the natural flavor of the meat. and he also said that he wants to be torn apart alive by beautiful women that's another thing we'll get into in a second is he is this weird now he does this weird bdsm snm shit to himself and it's just fucking weird no kink shaming to this day anything he does is weird (laughs) (laughs) and to this day he wishes he could convince people that cannibalism isn't such an abominable thing bro no well it is if you're killing someone yeah, can't. Yeah, I bet he could find someone on Craigslist that was like, "Yeah, you can have a finger." I'm have sure finger. you you could find anything on Craigslist. Well, yeah. was that where do you find that finger that was in the ch- the Wendy's chili? No, that was a lie. That was a finger. There was a finger. I thought that was a lie. Have you? Heard? It's a whole story. It's fascinating. It's a finger, and it was someone who like borrowed a finger. That's right. That's they owed right. someone money. It was like. We should do a little mini episode about that because it is a wild ride. Yeah. Anyway, so Issei Sagawa, he wrote at least five books where he uh, put in photos from his crime and he has a graphic novel. um, And then multiple bands have written songs referring to Issei Sagawa. The Rolling Stones wrote a song called Too Much Blood. I've never heard this song. Me either. Should we find it? Yeah like a horror movie music video yeah okay let's fast forward oh this is nice that's fun it says here i have the lyrics it says um 
A friend of mine was this Japanese who had a girlfriend in Paris. He had to date her for six months, and eventually she said yes. You know, he took her to his apartment, cut off her head, put the rest of her body in the refrigerator, (laughs) ate her piece by piece, put her in the refrigerator, put her in the freezer. And when he ate her, he took her bones to the Bois de Boulogne. By chance, a taxi driver noticed him burying the bones. You don't believe me. Truth is stranger than fiction. We drive through it every day. I that's crazy. I didn't realize they had a whole song about that. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, what a specific yeah. piece of inspiration to that's write a song so about. Bizarre. It's a good Halloween song too. Ooh. Yeah, you should add that to your mix. Yeah, that's yeah. your playlist along with I always feel like somebody's, somebody's watching, watching me. me. And I got no privacy. Whoa. <laughs> um let's see so <laughs> Canaba was the documentary um he was also yeah. featured in the uk documentary excuse me for living that's a funny t- title that is a great title uh many people attending the screening at the venice film festival in 2017 that's funny out. that's funny to imagine him saying that after he kills and eats a person well excuse me like, for excuse living. me for living <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny that's a sick burn <sighs> um so yeah people walked out of that screening apparently um and then in 2005 his parents died and he was prevented from attending their funerals and i guess they died in the same year i couldn't really find any info on that i was um i thought it was weird that they died i don't know if they died the same day or like but he wasn't allowed to go to the funeral um and as of 2019 he had gastrointestinal surgery and is under full-time care of his brother. And he apparently can't eat and he's fed through a tube in his stomach. That's like his prison now, probably. I yeah. wonder what... I, I actually don't want to know. <laughs> and what what is the stuff that he does? This S&M stuff? That oh, my does? God. So if you watch Cannaba at the... By the way, Cannaba is like... It was recommended to me by a friend. And it's a very art house documentary. Like, yeah. it's very slow very close up onto Sagawa's face and like it's very intense. Um but at the end it shows um Sagawa it seems is pretty incapacitated now. Like I don't know if he's yeah. in a wheelchair or just like can only sit. I'm not quite sure. But um so he still has all these weird sexual fantasies and it appears that his brother like placates them like what? so Sagawa's into pain and um S&M and BDSM. So you can't really tell, but it's either Sagawa or his brother is doing it to him. But he'll stab himself with scissors for pleasure. And then he'll also tie himself up with barbed wire for like sexual pleasure. Like he and his brother do weird BDSM, S&M stuff together. That's wild. So that that Sagawa can like get off so he doesn't like... Yeah, because he, he's got to eat someone in order to, like, feel anything. <laughs> yeah, like, he, I mean, he probably has some serious, like, serotonin disorder where he just can't feel. Yeah. Like, he probably just needs, I don't know. Jeez. It's really crazy. So, anyway. Yeah, so that's, Jesus. that's Issei Sagawa, who, you know, like, went to jail for a year and then got out and yeah. is still... Just roaming the streets. Just roaming the streets thinking about eating women. And doesn't think that what he does is wrong. It's crazy. It's Um, It's crazy. Yeah. uh, And has just made a profit out of it. Mm Mm-hmm.
And then we'll keep this one short, but there's also this um, documentary called Cannibal Cop Thought Crimes, uh, which was on HBO, I think, a few years ago. Yeah. It's about this guy, Gilbert- Gilberto Valle. Um, he was born April 14th, 1984, who was a former New York City police officer. And he was arrested after his wife discovered he was spending time on internet chat rooms describing like chatting with other people detailed plans to abduct torture rape and cannibalize women and he claimed that all the scenarios were just fantasies and that it was a fantasy chat room and that none of it was true but it kind of brought up uh this idea of thought crimes and thought policing and what's the line between fantasy and reality? And when can you prosecute um, in between then? Mm-hmm. Um, so he was on the website darkfetish.net, a forum dedicated to sexual fetishes and fantasies involving torture, rape, murder, and cannibalism, which I feel like maybe should not be a website that's allowed. I don't know. <laughs> sure. But I guess that gets into like First Amendment stuff where, right. I don't know, or is it Second Amendment? What's the one where you're allowed to talk? You should be, it should be allowed, but like anyone that goes on, it shouldn't be allowed out of the house. Right. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, they're probably, they're probably don't leave the house anyways. Um, He had been chatting with another user about torturing and murdering his wife, as well as murdering and cannibalizing more than 100 other women. Meanwhile, keep in mind, this guy is a fucking cop. Yeah, he's an NYPD cop. (laughs) One day, his wife, who was growing suspicious of his weird ass behavior, looked at his computer and saw that he had been writing in chat rooms under the name Girl Meat Hunter. Girl Meat Hunter. That's so gross. And that he, what, like a 13-year-old boy, you know, yeah. like that's so, that's, he should just be embarrassed. Girl Meet Hunter and that he, 22. Yeah. <laughs> and that he had searched for terms such as how to abduct a girl and how to chloroform a girl. If you don't know, then you shouldn't be doing it. Totally. That should just be. It should be in you. If you have to look it up, then you don't, then it's not for you, dude. No. Yeah. No. You're you're spitting some real words of wisdom this episode, Maria. Well, it's like, what would even be how to abduct a girl? It's like, uh, you abduct her. Yeah, it's just in you. It's, it's in, you. in you. <laughs> it's in you. There should just be a mirror. <laughs> you, oh my God, you, what if you know. What if you went on a website and it was just a mirror and it was your face? Wow. Huh. <laughs> That's okay. So anyway, this cop was arrested <laughs> and charged with a conspiracy to commit kidnapping. He faced a maximum of life in prison and his wife testified against him. But he claimed yeah. it was all fantasy. Also, like similar, sorry, similar to Sagawa's family like his mom stood by him his yeah. mom and dad were like our son just is a little confused right now confused. like he, they thought he was fine yeah so he was found guilty in march of 2013 of conspiracy to kidnap and then the judge overturned his verdict 16 months later later saying that the evidence supported that he was engaged in only fantasy role play so he was sentenced to time served and released on december in 2015 but the prosecution's appeal could still go to the Supreme Court as of now. The issue here, though, is that he used... So one of the people who he was talking about on his like stupid little chat rooms with his stupid little 
torture friends was he was saying he was gonna rape and abduct this girl he went to college with and he used his police computer to find out where she lived oh see that's fucked yeah so that's where the distinction is and that's what people are saying is like you can say that this is all fantasy but once you use your complete police computer and use your prof- like professional resources to start like doing deep dives on people, that's when yeah, it's that's problematic. Not, that's fantasy. If like taking a step like that, like seeing where yeah, she li- that's that's that is weird. Totally. Um. So he wrote a memoir called Raw Deal: The Untold Story Ew. of NYPD's Cannibal Cop, and it has four point five stars on Amazon. And he wrote a really violent horror novel that he hopes to make money from. It's called The Gathering of Evil. And he self-published it, I believe. It has four stars on Amazon. (laughs) He works for a construction company currently. He has a daughter that he's not allowed to see. Good. Um, He's on Twitter. He tweets a lot about the Yankees. Just randomly (laughs) tweeting about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's I, like I said, like the the issue is that he used that. I mean, there's a lot of issues, sure. but it's scary that he used the NYPD computers to get info on the yep. people he had said wanted to be his victims. Yeah. Um, and he had 24 total chats going on this website. Oh wow! And in 21 of them, he said that these were fantasies and these were make believe. Um, but in three of the chats, I guess he did not clarify that these were fantasy situations. So those are what he got prosecuted on. Also, he traveled to Maryland once with his family to visit one of the supposed victims who he had talked about, um, kidnapping, like the, the girl he went to college with. He, he traveled to Maryland, um, to actually see her, which is another thing where it's like, is that, does that draw the line from fantasy to reality? The oh, absolutely. I think her? It does. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Um, another thing is Alan Dershowitz is interviewed. Um, <gasps> he in, is. Yeah. Talking about the, talking about thought crimes. Dershowitz. And the difference, like, it, yeah. Talking about like policing people's thoughts. That's crazy. Yeah. And Alan Dershowitz is talking about like having like depraved, like the problem with having depraved thoughts. And I'm like, mm, mm. you definitely are that's fucking real rich girl. coming from you yeah <laughs> and then yeah totally and then uh also um cannibal cop he took pictures from real people in his life and shared them on the site which oh. also in my opinion takes it past fantasy like because this that's is non consensual that i want to do yeah. stuff too yeah, so yeah, you're you're putting cool. people up for risk of other people oh, yeah. on the website who might not be taking this as fantasy, who might actually want to kill people. Yeah. So he also said on the website he'd be like he'd be like I'm gonna kill the person in my basement and then murder her and then cook her in my big oven that I have in my basement. Um, but then he also lived in an apartment complex that didn't have right. a basement. Like the basement was just the group laundry room. So that was where they said, like, obviously this was a fantasy because he didn't have the resources to do it. So I don't know. It's just interesting, like, to think about, like, thought crimes and, you know, what what should be persecuted and what shouldn't. I was going to say, it feels like it, it was escalating for him. Like, the looking up the address, the going to visit. the Yeah. Victim, like the next step seems like it would have been actually doing this stuff. Yeah. If not now, like, maybe two years sure, from now. Yeah. You know, who knows? And, like, frankly, I don't want my cops talking about eating people and killing them and like raping women like i just think that that's not tight prefer not yeah so anyways that's my humble opinion um 
Anyways, a lot about cannibalism today. Um, we learned a lot about. Hope Maria you enjoyed. Today. We learned a lot about. If anything, this has just been an epi- episode on Maria's psyche. Nothing wrong with wanting a little something to chew on. <laughs> that's that's what Sagawa said. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's that? melted in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. like raw tuna. Melissa, if people want to research, if research, if people want to reach us, where can they do so? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod and we got a Discord and uh, the links are all in our show notes for everything. Hell yeah, baby. Um, anyways, I am Allie Vegetarian Seagull. I am Melissa Melts in Your Mouth Stetton. <laughs> And I'm Maria Eat em up Blasucci. Oh god, chunk of leather in your mouth Blasucci. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. An Erio's original. Powered by ACAST. 